Everything in here was bolted down. The plastic tables, the benches, everything except the people. They weren't bolted, only caged. Theo's drive to Lancaster had started at 3.30 a.m. He'd woken to thoughts of Isabel. It was happening more and more now. He dozed off with thoughts of her and woke with his mind scrambling to remember the next time he'd see her. And the drive was more trying than usual because it took him farther from her. When he'd finally arrived, the number of cars lined up on Avenue J to get into the facility almost made him wheel around and call the whole thing off, just have this conversation over the phone. But he needed to see the look in Sidney's eyes when they talked. It was the only way with Sidney that you could tell if he was telling the truth. So now, after enduring the five-hour wait, and after his car was searched, after his person was searched, after he'd been peered at by every guard, as if he himself was being admitted to the California State Prison as an inmate instead of passing through as a visitor, he sat on a plastic stool with a pane of glass in front of him. There would be no handshake this time. He didn't find out until after he arrived that Sidney was in administrative segregation again. The visit was still permitted, but contact wasn't. Sidney appeared on the other side of the glass partition. His feet seemed to be moving freely, but his hands were cuffed. The guard at his side didn't touch him. Opposite the glass, Sidney sat on the stool and held his hands up for the guard to uncuff him. He looked like he'd dropped about fifty pounds. Gray hollows under his eyes and cheekbones gave his face the appearance of a mask, and the purple in the bruise near his left temple blended with the watered milk color of his complexion to give the impression of a healing process half done. In the months since Theo had seen him last, he'd shaved his head and grown a goatee, but the whole package only looked like somebody trying to masquerade as someone else. The orange jumpsuit he wore seemed to be held up by only the casing of a man. They picked up the phones. Sidney jerked his chin upward. How you doing? The question brought Theo out of his shock at Sidney's appearance. He became aware again of the echoing murmur of the place, the oppressive sense of observation and the claustrophobic press of concrete everywhere around him. He tried to loosen his grip on the phone, but couldn't force himself to do it. I'm good, man, good. How you holding up? Sidney rearranged himself on the seat, looked over Theo's right shoulder as if the answer was over there. Never better, he sniffed. So they got you an ad seg, huh? Sidney only looked at him. His silence told Theo that any curiosity about the altercation that had left the bruise on Sidney's face and put him in isolation wouldn't be satisfied. Anything I can send you? Theo asked. You need anything? Another shift on the seat, and Sidney's eyes went to the ceiling. Some magazines, you know. His eyes lowered again to rest on Theo. They seemed to be swimming in the sockets. Gray pupils on gray whites, with veins darkening into rims so red they might break out into bloody pools any second. Cigarettes? Sure. I'll send those over. Sidney waited. Theo couldn't think of a way to get to the point. His seed of doubt was growing into a full-fledged tree trunk, confirming his belief that Sidney couldn't have done what he was caged up for. But the change Sidney had undergone in the months since Theo had last seen him seemed to be petrifying Theo's tongue. Finally, Sidney got to the point for him. He gave another sniff and stretched his jaw, worked it around as if its joints needed oiling. He doesn't need to worry. You can tell him, okay? Theo blinked. Sidney said, He ought to know. He's got more guys in here than the governor.
He pointed to the bruise on his temple and a wrinkle passed through his eyebrows before he seemed to catch himself. A glance over his shoulder at the guard standing there and Sidney's eyes came back to Theo. Nobody sent me, Theo said. I just came to see how you were doing, man. Sidney scrutinized him. His head tilted upward an inch and his mouth cupped. Theo thought something was breaking down inside his old partner. The convict's lips trembled almost imperceptibly. You came on your own? Yeah, just to check up on you, Sid. Sidney brought what was left of his weight forward onto the points of his elbows. His clutch of the phone had the urgency of a parachutist's hold on a ripcord. They're listening in.